The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If I told you what, that, what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan. Well, today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, both of hearts, like, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain. Hello, Wexford! Hello, and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Well, Ben, it was written, wasn't it? When the teams that would be going into the qualifiers draw were confirmed, it was almost certain that Wexford and Clare would be paired together again. And so they were. Yeah, it's very much like an Enid Blyton novel. <laughs> Are you excited for the game? Are you kind of prefer Wexford to have gotten the week off? Um, yes and no. Like I would have preferred them to have the week off. But at the same time, it's great to be go to watch them play, you know, that's that's the whole game, isn't it? That is, yeah, especially for uh, what I'm assuming is going to be a very fiery encounter. We're joined this week by renowned hurling coach Frank Flannery and Wexford and Owlert legend Darren Stamp to discuss the weekend's games, and we start by allowing them to look back on their time at Owlert together. We don't want to get too much into it, but we know you had some good times together, so we want to give you a minute to to reminisce about the good times with Owlert there. One minute, that's strictly one minute. Will I go first, Darren, will I? Yeah, you might as well, yeah. You might as well, yeah. Look, lads, I might, I, my days with Owlert were fantastic, um, three and a half years, and Darren was one of the main guys who probably got me on board after Barrington beat us. I suppose I never thought I'd be an Owlert again, but um, he to himself and Rory and Keith and a couple of lads kind of said, give it a go, so... We gave it a go that time. Unfortunately, I never got down at 100%. He was always injured, unfortunately, yeah. to a point. Which is, himself and Stephen Doyle was probably my two biggest regrets. So I never got to work with them properly. Or, or Larry Pendergast or um, Frank Cullen, I suppose they were the four lads I kind of missed out on. Um, but my time in Aldert was fantastic. I never met any bunch as dedicated. Um, and the love for hurling down there is fantastic. And look, we had some good times. Um I say they're very ambitious and they were very ambitious and um, I'm glad at least they got a Leinster Championship out of it. They probably deserved more during their careers. I think they should have won a tour, one or two Club All-Irelands. Um, maybe they, oh, between 09 and 13 they should have won a Club All-Irelands in my view. So would that be okay, Darren? No, no, no. no. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be fairly spot on. I suppose um, my mind keeps going back to Barntown game in Belfield. And we got beaten, and I was on the line that day. And Owen just, you know, I was think it was a, it was a, a, a sixty-five or something, kind of flew to the net. But I remember a couple of days later, like he said, and the boys were talking, what we're doing extra, and we just knew that Frank had something that, like we had, 
really good managers, but we knew that he had something that we needed and he didn't really have full reins. And we knew if this guy got full reins that he could give us that little bit. Like we were beaten in four lengths to finals in a row or something. And, you know, we, there was something lacking that I knew that this guy had because he had a passion. And anyone that's been to a training session with him, you know, it's 100 miles an hour. And in fairness, I think Frankie just said it there, you won't, he, he couldn't have found 30, or 30 guys more willing to train. You know, anything we were asked to do, we don't. You know, I'm just surprised that he's not with the Ginter County team now at the moment. Maybe he's just taking a, a bit of his siesta there. But, you know, only farm like like, like he's loved in older the three years he was there, he got a couple of county titles, brought to the Holy Grail in Leinster. We were probably good enough to win in Northern Ireland. But unfortunately, I never got to play with Frank. I was coming to the end of my career. Um, it was a frustrating year for me, but, you know, like he'd, he'd be forever indebted in Oulert. GA for what he done for the club for the three and a half you, years. You there. came on against the Pearshick down and you, you were inches. You kicked, you kicked the ball. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I didn't train all year there and uh, I, I was surprised myself you now sitting up in the stand and you're, you know, you're, 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 you're I suppose you're hoping to get a call out of the blue and, you know, I was heavily yeah. strapped up and, and shit like that and all, but um, I got a call to come down and might have made a difference and it was kind of 50-50 and the boys took a chance on me which was you know it was fair play to him and yeah. didn't work out in the Piercy went on a very very good in the Piercy team went on in Northern Ireland that year and the following year so you know a little bit of luck kind of didn't fall right or, or what that day yeah. I, but that's just, I finish on one thing we're very lucky I, I was very lucky coming in because I was quite young I was younger I met you younger than Darren I think and younger than yeah. to them lads yeah so they were very respectful, but also like Sport MC was brilliant. Like to know he yeah. he'd been there for ten years. He was a brilliant number two to work with. And yeah, he, he just great guidance for me, and the club were fantastic. From yeah, we love club Ray Harris. I was very fortunate as a fantastic club and very good people to work with. So look, yeah. I, I I I great times, loved it. It was over a minute, lads, but I think we let you away with it. <laughs> Thanks, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd see you talking out in the in the junior game there on Sunday, Darren. Actually, no, no, I was going to. I was thinking about it, but no, I couldn't find my helmet. That's the reason. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the the wet, no. No, no, no. I wouldn't mind the weather. I wouldn't be no. I wouldn't be that soft now. No, just no. couldn't find the gear. Oh, I thought you might be might have been afraid of me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus. No, probably couldn't catch you. He'd <laughs> be very bad if he couldn't catch me now. Well, yeah. And um, well, first question really on Wexford Clare at the weekend. How hard is it, Darren, to come back after after such a tough game and like a devastating loss? Like I'm looking at two in particular. In O2, we had a good performance against Kilkenny. We went out. I think a week later got hammered by Clare then didn't perform in 05 something similar good performance against Kilkenny went out two weeks later got hammered by Clare like this is the same thing again how hard is it to come to get get up for a game after in such a short period after doing so well but but failing uh, 
Look, it's it's it was it's a ball. look. It is hard. It's very hard. Um, but these guys, I think, are better. They're better prepared than we are in those two years. In all two, I think Claire was up in Port Leash, was it? And all five, but you know, it's it's. I think the, the boys will be okay on Sunday. They'll be looking forward to it. On Saturday, they'll be looking forward to it and try to get those demons from Kilkenny. Like they were so close after 70 minutes to let the game slip away. They'll be, they'll be looking forward to the challenge on Saturday to try and rectify, get back to winning ways and show people that they're, they're good enough to compete with everyone. Like, I, it's like, like in their own head, I'd say they'll be, they'll be, they'll be fine. Like, I don't think they're going to worry about that way. It's the side show that I'll be worried about. Been the game. <laughs> uh, Frank, um, is two weeks enough time after after putting so much into a game to get the bodies right? Like, is is the first week completely just getting the bodies back right, and is there a mental aspect too that they need to go through? Yeah, I think so. I think two weeks is probably ideal, to be honest with you. Um, if you remember, like these guys went from I think they played three rounds of league in a row at a break, and then two rounds of league, and then two or three weeks build up but I suppose if the two the two teams that come from different areas right um, first of all the Wexford team like in 2019 they kind of I wouldn't say peaked but they were at their best in my view under in their Davies tenure um, in 2020 I don't think they performed at anywhere near the standards last year whereas the last Kilkenny game against Kilkenny they played quite well they played well right um, but I suppose the big thing is they came up short I would question morale when they bring three guys back on again. That's one question maybe for down the road maybe. But the, the, this this match, you've two emotional teams here. What I mean by that is you play Limerick and probably Kilkenny to a lesser extent, right? It's all about process. Whereas I think both management teams and the teams play off emotion. Now that's going to be the biggest challenge. Can Which team can get up to the emotion of a half-one match on Saturday, which is critical. Um I think Wexford of all teams play off, feed off a crowd. I'd imagine there'll be, I think there's 7,000 at the match of Saturday. But anyway, look, I think I think Wexford fed off the crowd in Crow Park the last day. I think Clare will be feeling sorry to, sorry for themselves to a point. And if you look at their their build-up for the next last two weeks was, they're probably still on about Bones' decision, right? And feeling sorry for themselves, right? Wexford lost. I think Wexford mentally are going into this game in a better frame of mind, in my view. And I think the two weeks isn't a problem. The only I'd worry about is that both teams, again, I stress, work off emotion. And the half-one match on a Saturday is, uh, is a tricky one. Just when you say there, like, the sideshow, Claire, worrying, but, like, I know what you're saying. They have made a bit of a big deal over the whole thing, and too much so. But would you not be looking at it in a way Claire have been dealing with those things all year and last year? Like it would it not just be something they another thing that they use to motivate themselves with. I, I suppose Ben, you're talking about the whole COVID uh, instance, the league with the COVID instance, the county board issues. Yeah, it's non-stop down there. Yeah, they have been. They had. They, they look very. Um, they look like they're playing for the management team, which is a big thing. Um, uh, they're a lot more organised. I, I, yeah, they're definitely more united as a bunch. That's they're probably. This is probably brought them together the events over the last twelve months or. Six months regarding county board and something. How would you be? How do you think, Darren, that uh, like Wexford or you would deal with that sort of distractions? Would you be able to come together the way the Clare players seem to be coming together? 
Yeah, I think Brian Lawton will probably use that to his advantage. And I was thinking about it most of the day today, like which team is coming in and which camp would you like to be in more? And I was probably thinking towards Clare more so than Wexford. Like you're talking about Wexford, the COVID, the close contact that the two Clare boys couldn't play in the league game again, Leash. And you have James Owens, a couple of decisions the last day, which quite rightly they were they were annoyed over like you know um like they'll be able to use that the next day coming into that game and whereas Wexford you know look you think about the last time they played in the championship there and um, up in Port Leash uh, well I think Wexford need Davy on the line to be very animated it's when they play really well and that game he wasn't animated at all he wasn't his usual self and I'd be kind of worried that it's going to go the same way on Saturday, that he won't be pumped for the game. Now, now I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I just I, I, just last year looking at him on the line again, Claire, he wasn't his, us, his usual self and I kind of transferred over to the way the lads played, like they were flat and, you know, it wasn't the usual extra we've seen for the last. Now, maybe they were, the effort they put into the year before, they kind of drained him a bit, but... As, as Frank said, like they were kind of back to the near the best again, Kay Kenny, and could have snuck it in 70 minutes. But it's it's, it's hard to know, as it's 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 most whichever camp hands it the best leading up to the next couple of days there because it's going to be all over the papers, it's going to be everywhere, everyone's going to be talking about it. So there's yeah. obviously the sideshow of of Davy and Lone animosity, but does that going along with the COVID thing, does that? animosity Darren do you think that animosity translates over to the players now as well as opposed to just the management uh, probably I, I, I doubt it very much that it does I think that both managers try to shield the players from it as much as they can like they won't be talking either camp about it like you know but um, it'll, be, it'll be something for Claire though the, the players themselves will be thinking about it's, it's more so probably James Oge and, and, the, and, the, and the COVID thing like more so than the animosity between the two managers like they will feel hard done by this year by Wexford and it, it'll be a it'll be a saucy game now on Saturday I'd say <laughs> I, I'm going to come out in a bit of defence here for James Owens. I'm going to go to something that, that Roy Keane said on all the red cards that he's gotten in his career. And he basically said, like, he always asked himself, did I give the referee an excuse to send me off? And if the answer is yes, well, then I can't complain. I think looking at the rule book and what Aidan McCarthy did, did he give James Owens an excuse to give the penalty in the sim bin? He did. You know, we, we had Willie Cleary on saying that maybe it wasn't in the spirit of the game, but... I think there's far too much been been made about that. And I don't know, I think the way that James Owens has been treated on it has been fairly fairly grim for a, a referee in an amateur game. And it's not just because he's my club man. I just think I just think it's harsh. Um look, first of all, I I think James is a good referee, right? Um that's the most hard. Look, I suppose that he interpreted the rule book to the absolute letter of the law. But I remember listening to Fergal Horgan on the Examiner podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And he was quite clear about it as well. I would just hope that a bit of common sense would come into refereeing as well. There was three defenders between Aidan McCarthy and, um, oh. and the attacker, right? So 
in my view, I just think he got it wrong, but in the letter of the law, he didn't get it wrong. But I, I just think he shouldn't be put in that position in the first place. There should be maybe a square, maybe in line with the, the netting or something. There should be kind of a, an extra box put in place if they're going to bring in this rule. I, don't, I can see why they brought in the rule. Um, I suppose Jamie Callan's pull down last year was the most evident one. Um, but I just think they need to fine-tune it. And the, unfortunately, he's been used as a bit of a scapegoat on it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it to death, the rule, the rule in general, but I still can't, can't understand how they, they doubled down when they brought it in. They didn't just bring it in maybe as a one step at a time in if it's a drag down, then it's a penalty. They weren't, no, no, it's a penalty and it's a sim bin. And then you have these situations being caused from that. You could try a year with it just being a penalty. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then reevaluate it. Um, and I don't know what it, like Aidan McCarthy, the more I look at the tackle, it, it was it was it was an awful tackle. Like he, yeah, the, had, the, tack, the, the, yeah, the tackle warranted a, a yellow card in the sin bin, but I don't think it warranted the penalty from where the, the situation where where the incident happened. Like, yeah, yeah so said, the three defenders was the fact that I think Tim went down to score two four in that period, the two points to to Clare. You know, in yeah, that, that, that was the end big, of the period, that that's, that's the game, they lost by four points. And the second penalty incident was, well, that was a clear cut penalty. Like, like, Barry do you Hefner think? At the ball. Yeah, but that's because he was kind of dragged around by Shanahan as well. Like, the two of them I don't started, think so. I, I, think, I, I know the defenders always instigate this because they're trying to out muscle their forward. But if you gave a penalty away for that, I'd say you wouldn't be too impressed. I think that was a clear cut penalty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I would be using on the defender's side, but for me, that was, <laughs> a, that was a stonewall penalty, yeah. I agree. I think it was a penalty as well, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. hard to see now. I, I'd, be, I'd be more across if I was Aidan McCarthy with Paul Fanning and the ball he gave out. You know, from a coaching point of view, like a suicide ball, like that intercepted. I say that's Aidan McCarthy or a frustration the tackle came out of that. Yeah, but know, a, 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 a lazy tackle. A lazy tackle, yeah. Tony Kelly is going to be the main man again for Clare. Last year, Wexford sent Matthew O'Hanlon after him, who's done well on man-marking jobs in the past. It, it didn't work for him in that game. Tony Kelly got 1-6 from play, seemed to do whatever he wanted. Now, he was able to score points from anywhere on the pitch as well. Like if you were if you were the manager of Wexford now, Frank, this weekend, who would you be sending after him? Or what would your plan be for Tony Kelly? An interesting question. I, I suppose first of all, Ben, if you look at it, he's playing a lot closer to goal than he used to. Right. He's actually playing like they're probably playing, he's playing off Shannon a lot more. Um, he scored one one the last day. I didn't think he had the same influence in the first rounds of the championship that he had last year. I thought from general play last year he was stronger. Maybe looking at it, would you would you go Shane Rick? They know for That's pace. what I would do, I think. Yeah, I, I probably I think Shane Rick is, is a guy who's really improved and coming into form. I think Matthew will have to go probably on Shanahan. Like he's their outlet ball there. Um like Liam Ryan, you don't want to pin him back too much. Maybe put him on Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor's playing the corner, but he's a more of a half forward playing the corner. Like if you put him Liam Ryan on him and attack him, attack Ryan Taylor going the opposite direction. Um I would go I would personally go Shane Rick. And I go and match Hamlin on Shannon. That'd be my make match up there. And what would you do, say, if because obviously teams teams know that they're going to man mark Tony Kelly, so then they'll try 
put Tony Kelly full forward or put Tony Kelly centre forward to try mess up the, the setup at the back? Would you just have Shane Reck follow him no matter what? I think of all teams, I think Wexford are kind of, you know, sure, at times they're playing with maybe a very deep, uh, they're full forward and very far out the field. So, look, if Kevin Foley goes back into a kind of um, an extra defender role, at times, I think they just get. I think what Wakes will do, they just trust their defenders to go and get their matchups right. Um, I think Barrett, maybe Gavin Bailey, they'd be all fairly comfortable maybe playing in the full back line as well. I'd imagine Gavin is more of a halfback, you know. Would be right? He's your own club man now, Ben. How would you am I accurate in what I'm saying? Halfback, midfield, yeah. halfback, so. midfield, like to know. So, bear him, I'd say they're happy enough. Look, Sean can play cornerback, Simon Dunno can play cornerback. Liam Ryan, Matthew Hannan, Shane Rex. So, like, I think they just go Shane Rex on him and just go everywhere on him. And then the whole the whole idea of space being left open, I think that's Kevin Foley's job. And look, Dio O'Keefe, Paul Morris, look, uh, I, I, at Wexford are probably playing with four or five midfielders at the best of times. And on the other side, do Clare make a plan for Rory O'Connor? Who gets I that think job? the plan is, I, on a personal note, I, I don't want to cut across Darren, I think you know, at the weekend coming up, who's more important, Lee Chin or uh, Tony Kelly? I think Lee Chin is more important to Wexford. Like he was outstanding in early parts of the game. Then he got a big, big, big hit off Paddy Deegan, and he kind of went out of the game. But he got fourteen points the last two lads. You know where's his best position for Wexford? Probably centre field, centre forward. You know, but um, I, I think he's the guy. Yeah, Rory O'Connor is very dangerous inside, but. We're still only chipping in with he's still only averaging between three and four points. Like there's no there's no big one five or anything like that. Like for Wexford to 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 make a statement in the championship, he needs to chip in with more a bit more in my view. You you say that now we did get one seven again leash and in particular I would look at the league game. Now again he only got two points from play himself, but the league game against Clare, it was him who turned it around like yeah, look, he's probably on his day. He's, a, I would say, himself a Mac or the two best forwards, most natural forwards that Wexford have. Would that, would that be a fair, true statement? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would just like to see. It's hard to know what his best position is. I say, I remember doing a couple of sessions with Rory Jacob and St. Peter's. I would always say he was a half line, half forward line player. Um, playing against the Martins, he was a nightmare. Darren wasn't he at centre forward or wing forward? Uh, you'd probably be happier if he's closer to goal because he's not going to get a run on you. You know, um, again, the Wexford system, he's probably picking up a ball in the 45 and going at you anyway. Um, look for Wexford to pr- progress the championship. He's playing well, but he'll have to come up and take on another responsibility more going forward, like, you know, in my view. I, I not to be disrespectful to Leash, but Leash have been shipping up big scores throughout the National League, to be honest with you. the Antrim mm. game, they were poor in the National League. Yeah, I mean, I'd, you'd imagine it'll be Leach in centre forward again, and that'll be. <laughs> A hell of a battle with John Conlon, but I would say that he he won't spend much time in on John Conlon. What have you thought of his his uh, transition to a centre back from your own perspective, Darren, as a centre back yourself? It I just I think he's a weak link to be honest. Um, I think if we get enough balls to reach in there, he he has the legs on him. I don't think Conlon's mobile enough for a for a half back. Um, he's grand. He usually stays in around the middle. Um, I think a good centre back should be able to cover his two wing backs, cover that whole area. Um, I think we get enough ball to leach in. Just what Frank was saying there, I think our most natural uh, forward, probably our most natural hurler, is Rory O'Connor. He's he's going to be vital to get to get um, 
get him on ball at the weekend. And there's always a debate about where do you play Leach in? Do you play in midfield? Do you play in centre back? Do you play in centre forward? I think centre forward probably at the moment um, is, his, is his best position. Um, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see Conor McDonald in on the edge of the square and not in around the half forward line at all. Because I think if he played in around the D, we could get enough balls into him. He could do a, a lot of damage at the weekend there. And just going back to what Frank was saying about Tony Kelly, but Shane Rick, I think. I was thinking about that today, like, you know, if you had to be asked to mark Tony Kelly, like, it's a fair uh, it's a fair undertaking to take on, but I'd be happy enough to see him in the full forward line, especially the way Wexford play with it, with the extra man uh, sweeping up in front of him. If Wexford get, gets enough pressure on the player midfield half-backs and stopping delivering a good ball in front of Tony Kelly, if it's a 50-50 ball high in the air, even if he's hurting on Liam Ryan or, or Simon Donahue, you'd be hoping the lads will break 50-50 with a spare man to cover. So I think Tony Kelly could be playing. I, I think you could see him in the half hour in the midfield on Sunday. Yeah, it wouldn't Saturday. surprise me. I'd, I'd agree with you there, Darren. Darren, the one he, we, we'd have played Tonara with, with Oler, like John Conlon, that was like, whatever, five or six years ago. But John Conlon was centre-back that time. But what's going to play into his hands is by Wexford, um, playing an extra defender at times, right? That's going to create John Free. Now, I think they'll put Party Fitzpatrick on Lee Chin. Like, if at, at club level and Clare, Party does all the man marking jobs. Job, he's just a pure stopper, like, you know. He's not taken off last day. He was taken off, but I still think, I think he, I think he'll go man to man um, at the next day on 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 Lee Chin. I totally agree with the whole Connor McDonald thing. Like Connor Cleary's playing fullback. He's not a natural fullback. Again, played centre back at UL, played centre back at club level, played centre back all along. Like go after him. Like try and expose him. Bring Rory Hayes and Paul Flanagan out the field and leave Connor Mac one on one inside. Yeah, he's he's prone to foul a good bit like as well like he's and he's poor in the air. He's quite yeah. poor in the air. Like you know I I think that Wexford should have enough confidence to go after that fullback. Then, like Paul Flanagan has broken onto the team because other guys have, have been injured or fallen away. Like, you know, the goalie the last day was very poor. Like that second chance, his hands were very wrong. Like, I know during the league he was excellent, but like he was poor the last day. And I'd be going after his confidence. And I'd like to see Conor Mack close to the goal, whether it be a corner leaning in the back post or or playing right on the edge of the square. Yeah, I I think myself, like I. We can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't expect Davy to completely change his, his ethos and start playing players much further in close to goal. But I, I think what they did, and they've been doing it well at times, is moving around. Like one minute you'll find Conor Mack out on the wing, and I know he's he's not as at his most dangerous out there. But then two minutes later, he could be in on the edge of the square. Uh, same with Rory O'Connor. He could be back in his own, collecting the ball in his own 45 out. One minute and a minute later, he's in the he's out on the wing putting the ball over the bar. Uh, in the last two games, I know the leash game was wasn't as competitive, but I think the, the movement has been good, and I think it's been causing the the other teams defenders a lot of problems. In in they don't know who picking up who and when. Does he have to change his ethos or whole style play just to leave one man on the edge of the square? Like even I, I'm looking at it, and I said this to you, said this to you today. That like, even if Conor Mack just stays on the square, we can still play. And like, there's two points that Owen Murphy brought down that would have been over the bar. And there's no way that if a man is standing on the edge of the square, there's not a hope in hell 
that he knocks them down if there's a man standing on the edge of the square. Like, surely we can still keep the same game plan, but have a man there, no? Yeah, I think the rotational policy, lads, Gary, is very, like, you know, I think it's very important to note, right? I think being live at the matches is totally different to watching on TV. Okay, so I had to trust what I've seen or what I'm looking at. I'm just trying to see what I'd be watching on the Sunday game or whatever is when someone shoots, how many guys are inside the 45. It's quite evident yeah. throughout the extra games that they're just, you know, maybe I tactically, you have to look at it, like Davey's very good tactically, is that um, he's probably trying to create uh, full backline players going back towards their own goal, creating overlaps constantly, right? I just think he needs, in my view, maybe more depth and presence around the square that they have a bit more depth in their play to go along the odd time. And I think now this is the game to maybe vary to small bit. If he wants to go rotational, well and good, but try and be more proactive in leaving either Rory or or Rory or, or um, Connor inside at full forward. That'd be my view on it. You know, now unless he wants to isolate isolate um, Connor Cleary completely with someone like Liam Oak McGovern. But I don't know, has Liam Oak still got the same turn he had once upon a time? Probably has the same pace, but has he the same turn he had a couple of years ago when he when he when he he tore Wexford apart? Or sorry, put tore Clare apart down Wexford Park. I think he's now now midfielder now. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see Lee Chin in in on the edge of the square at, at times in the game though. Yeah. Yeah, but I say like I'd rather if I had the big one. Guy, you know, bar TJ Reid would be Conor McDonald in around the edge of the square because I just think, uh, I don't think we're seeing the best of Conor McDonald playing that system the day he plays. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather see, I know if we were playing a traditional three man full forward line, that's not David's ethos, as you were saying, but I think we see a lot more of Conor McDonald. I think he's more dangerous for Wexford in around the edge of the square. But like you know, I, I, I doubt. I say we played uh, the same as we played against like, Kenny. But it was just interesting there, like the amount of sharp pokers we got in the first fifteen minutes against Kilkenny. We were allowed to carry it up the field after the water break. The Kenny Chamber system pushed up on the Wexford cornerbacks and the spare man. Ball had to go long, and Kilkenny dominated then for the next fifteen minutes up towards half time. Like I think they had a something like a six point turnaround. So it'll be interesting to see will Clare move up the field and try and pick up all the extra cornerbacks and the spare man and make our goalkeeper cook it long, Fanning, you know, and, and try and get 50-50 ball to their halfback team. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that um, Clare can afford to give Wexford the puck out the same way as Leash did and Kilkenny did for, for that first 15 minutes. No. A, a question, as you might know, better, you know, Shane O'Donnell, is he available or back from injury this weekend or is he out? Not sure. Actually, just asking before before that we we got on, which is about that. Not actually sure. I think he's really like in, even in the league now. He was very strong, like. But I think they're Clare really lacking an out no corner forward to play off Shannon, right? And that's why I think Wexford will win. I think that um, Shane O'Donnell, if he's playing, is going to give Wexford hassle, like Ryan Taylor, Ian Galvin, David Reedy. They'll all stay outside them and they're never coming off the shoulder. And that's why I think they're playing Tony Kelly so close to goal, because if he gets a half a chance like he did against Tip, he'll score. So I just think inside there isn't as much threat yeah. as other teams. I'd be hoping he's out anyway. <laughs> I'm said that they're not much of a threat. Ian Galvin scored one three the last day. So he's yeah, not he, doing he, too he, bad. He, he, last yeah. Scored one three, got taken off. Oh. He'd won two after about nine minutes, is it? I think so, yeah. Of yeah. party matter, like to know. I think that's a discussion down the line, but um, 
I, I, I just, I'm starting to swing towards Wexford, let's be honest. Maybe I, I think Ben during the week, I said maybe Clare would win, but then I started but the two teams on paper, I think maybe Wexford are more balanced what they're at, like, you know, I said you're comfortable what they're at. Can, you, can we take anything from the league game? Like, Wexford were horrendous nearly for 62 minutes and then eight minutes at the end and they just went on fire and came out with a win. But... Is it, yeah, is it fair to say that this year's league was you can't really take anything from it? I think it was very important for Wexford, um, especially to go to Cusick Park. It's an awful place to go try with a league match. That's you know, like Kilkenny have found that as well and other teams. So I think it was I think it gave them a great bounce, and you can see they, I think they gained great confidence going into the championship final. Davy needs a particularly Davy needs a performance. I think in this one, if you look at I know last year was kind of a write off, but we played Clare in. 2018 as well in the quarterfinal and we were we didn't really turn up that day either. Yeah, Parky Queen factor, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be a clear factor. Queen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think Darren. Um look, um I think if Wexford turn up like turn up against Kenny for the like their attitude, their game plan, the stuff to just do stick to it. Like um the, the, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a phys, a damn physical game. Um, I would be surprised if there's a sending off or two in this game. Um but I do see maybe Wexford might just they might scrape it by a point or two, but it's not gonna be a whole lot in it. It's, it's it's a hard one to call, and uh, I think it's it's going to be down to Tony Kelly. If Wexford can manage him, manage the ball that's going into his in the forward line, or curtail him some way, that I think Wexford will have just more. Um, as Frank said, if a better balanced team, I think it might just shed it. But it will depend on how they, they handle Tony Kelly and who is marking to start the game. So Wexford just to shed it. That's two for Wexford. Happy, happy with that. Yeah. Well, we all uh, we did the. Similar podcast last year, and we all tipped Wexford as well. So, <laughs> quite turnout. It's good. Was well, the time for a no. bit of a bit of giving out now? Is it not a bit farcical that both Wexford and Clare, who had both played a preliminary ground or a quarter final round in the Leinster Munster Championships, have to play in round one of the qualifiers? So they they've both played two games already, whereas. Galway and Cork have only played the one game and they get the boys. I just never I never even thought of it, Gary. That's the truth of it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. And there's a lot there's a lot of people who, in Wexford who think that we need a buy because of what the game would have taken out of them. And if you just okay. look at the teams who do get the buy who haven't even won a game and we'll end like we'll end up playing Galway or Cork and we'll have played three games, they'll have played one like. That's a very valid point, yeah. That's a very valid seed, yeah. But look, yeah. hopefully it's Cork. <laughs> Won't be as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Just, I'd take the, I'd take yeah. the Galway that played Dublin. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, think, the boys, I don't think we'll, we'll ever get, see them again, but... I think they'll be happy enough going back in after two weeks. You know, I'd rather play a game quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's just me. Like I'd rather play, just get back into it as quick as we can. Like you know, because Wexford did play magnificent for seventy minutes. Um, the the one thing is though, and I might be looking a bit too far in the future, but if we were to to keep winning games, it'd take winning four weeks and on the trot to get to an All Ireland final. 
week to week, and that'd be a big ask, I think. Well, it's a big question because you, you you question the depth of the Wexford panel, or like they look they brought on five subs, but they they brought on three lads back on again the last yeah. day, like to know is Joe O'Connor injured, lads? I thought he's one guy that maybe has slipped through the net as well. He, he he was he was injured last for the last game. Um, okay, and and, they, and Aiden Nolan, I think, and okay. Um, but it's, it's it's a point that you made about maybe the harmony in the camp that maybe we go back to. Do you think that there could be some players a bit disgruntled to see other lads coming off and going back on before them going on? It's a it's a good question, Gary. Um, and look, I would have been, I I was foolish that way at times as well. Even my time at older, we probably flashed subs too quick at times and maybe used the panel. Now the first year we used it and we were lucky. And they kind of create create a great harmony, but um, the guys, the main stage guys in the team, there is this trust element. They trust certain players, and if those players they trust come back on, they won't be questioned. Okay, but for morale, for a guy on the panel two or three years, four years, and he's sub on and off, maybe plays a couple of league games, you will be questioning yourself this week. What am I on the panel? Why why am I putting in this effort when I wasn't used? You know. Um, so I think overriding thing would say that believe it or not would be that the morale of the guys that count would be fine yeah you know um, and I think subs come and go and whatever management come in they might be good enough anyway yeah so I think that's you've got to be ruthless that way about it I think so what you're saying Frank is that subs don't count <laughs> to- totally disagree with you man. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth but I, I, I think you you got to know your players too like you know, um, and I think there's a trust element there. Um, Darren, back me up here, small bit. I would be, I would be, um, I wouldn't be happy if okay. I was on that bench there doing the same training. Guys came off for a reason. Um, maybe they were spent. You know, that game plan makes sort have like it takes a lot out of old guys. And it's usually the same couple of guys coming off all the time, but. Um, I would be, I wouldn't be happy at all now. No, you could sit there and say nothing like some lads just take it, and um, some lads mightn't, and um, probably be nothing about it really. You know, um, until maybe when if if we actually happen to get beaten at the weekend, there probably someone say something about it. Or, but um, I wouldn't be happy. Nothing, yeah. nothing. If I'm not good enough to come on, why? What am I doing there? You know, you bring three lads off, bring three, three, send three back on. I don't know. I know Frank, Frank is he's, he's, he's bang on. Like he, he has his trusted 15. But, you know, I think there's 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 guys there I could, that could have came on and made, made a bit of, he needed legs and extra time. Yeah. I suppose, the, Darren, the question I'd ask you, you now, say if we were selectors now, right? And the boys would laugh at this now, but name a Wexford sub to put his hand up in the league that, should, that wasn't used at the weekend. At that tempo, no. At that tempo. At that tempo, I didn't reach, we didn't really see that tempo much, though, Frank. Did we in the league? No, like you had, you had, you had Antrim and Leash. Now Antrim was a good game up the north. Antrim was a good game it. up the north, there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what, but what tempo was it at? Was it played at Antrim's tempo or was it played at Kilkenny's tempo? It was probably, probably dragged down to Antrim's tempo a small bit, Frank. But it's, it's, it's a good point there. Um, you know, there's the Amy Rick on the line at the weekend. Was he was he injured? Was he a sub even? Um, again, Kilkenny. Was he 
I think he was a sub, yeah, but I don't think he... Um, I don't know how fit he was because he got injured in the first game against Leash in the in the league. Joe O'Connor talked out. Yeah. Oh, he was injured. Jo- Joe O'Connor was named on the bench, but I heard that he was injured and I'd assume that he was because he didn't feature and he normally does feature. He featured last yeah. year. He featured, I'd say, in every league game and I think he featured, he featured against Leash as well. So... I suppose the big two are Gary or Polly, Aidan Nolan and Joe O'Connor. Yeah, and unfortunately, Polly Foley is not available, right? Uh, Harry, Harry Kyo now, he'd be one that I would have expected to see because he'd, he'd, he'd have the legs like for that type of, like he has the legs for that type of game and he's someone who has been trusted in the past. Yeah. Is he out of favour since 2019? Like he was... His role was getting less and less all the time in 2019. Well, Harry was always kind of a lad, though. He was always, he found it very hard to make the first 15. He was always a guy who was brought on for 15, 20 minutes or half an hour. Um, no, it's, it's a valid point what Frank makes, all right. Like, it's just, it's, it's, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway. It's, I will move on, but we leave this positively. You two guys are picking Wexford. Yeah, I was just going to say, we, 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 we go back to yeah. being a bit more positive. <laughs> yeah, just, just Wexford, yeah, by a point or two. I reckon we'll, we'll bring it on the day. And then a big gloating interview from Davy afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I think Wexford will win. I think, they're, I think they're, they'll be happy with the performance against Kilkenny and they're showing a bit of momentum this year. Like they're they're showing a bit of form in recent weeks, so I think they'll carry that through. Um, the positioning of Connor McDonald will be will be very key, and the matchups, the who's on Lee Chin and who's on Tony Kelly. So of course. Hmm. Now we move on to the other game Saturday. Walford and Leash. Darren, do you see much hope for Leash making a doing the upset? No. That's it. No, it, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I think Wadford need to uh, they need to find out where it's the best place to play Gleason yeah. yeah I don't think they know where to play and play full forward line half forward midfield or centre back I don't I think they're still trying to find out they're trying to get the best out, out of him like usually he plays well Wadford play well um, and they'll be smart after getting beaten in the first round too you know they didn't perform at all um, not like we've seen him in the league, so I think I think yeah, I think Water will win that handy enough. I think I think I think I'd agree with Darren. I think I think Liam Liam is the master of getting a reaction. To be honest, you know, you look at his past teams he's been with, um, they would be very disappointed. Um, I look enough to coach the Bennetts, and I know by talking to them that they were very disappointed to know, like against Clare, and they were still itchy in the game with about ten minutes to play within reason. I, I'm led to be believed that Connor Prunty is still out and uh, Jamie, Jamie Barron. Jamie Barron's been in trouble as well. But I suppose the big thing for Waterford as a tie work, he's probably one of the best hurlers in Ireland and they haven't been able to replace him. And they're probably, Waterford might be gone from being Ireland semi finalists now to trying to win a couple of rounds of this. And that's maybe being crude, maybe very straight about it. Like, I hope maybe they'll prove me wrong. Um, but no better man than Liam Cahill to get a reaction out of a team. Yeah, I mean, just the three players there just mentioned, Tyde Barca, Conor Pronti, yeah. and Jamie Barron. Like, 
and they, they had only eight playing against Clare. I think that were in that played the All Ireland that started the All Ireland uh, last year. Um, but just those three alone, even like they're just such quality to be missing. And I don't think Waterford they don't have the resources of a Kilkenny or a Limerick. Yeah, like the three three all stars. That's you know yeah. just after naming three all stars, like like we come to Limerick in a while. They're to leave three all stars on the bench. Yeah. You know, have uh, eaten Cork. Um, Limerick or um, Waterford, like, look, I just can't speak highly enough of Ty Burke, lads. He's immense, like, to know, and whether he played that sweeper role for Derek McGrath or he, he plays out and out centre back, kind of sitting centre back for the lads, he's immense, like, to know, he's a brilliant player. Like. All right, so there's the second of our, our stamp, Flannery, quadruple, Wexford, Waterford. We're, we're not, we're actually doing terrible on the bet so far now. <laughs> Tom Dempsey got one out of four. And um, the, who did we have the other week? We didn't do very well either. Eddie. Eddie Brennan. He got two. No, he only got the one wrong, did he? I think he got two out of three, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he found it very hard to call the Clare Waterford one. So Dublin, Kilkenny, Leinster final. Owen O'Donnell, I'm not sure he's going to be out from you looking from the outside or from a monster man. Frank, does um, that Owen O'Donnell currently the best fullback in Ireland. Uh, that's that's a big statement now with Dahi Burke, right? And Dahi Burke is a centre back now. Yeah, we come to that in a minute as well with Limerick. <laughs> well, I say, I I think Galway had to throw you half on Limerick as well, lads, in that game. But anyway, um Dublin played very well. Uh, I I just feel Kilkenny know how to win Leinster finals. I I'd back Kilkenny to be honest with you. Um I think they have a good bench as well. Like, you know, I just have Dublin got the bench is what I ask. And if Owen O'Donnell is out, you've got a massive effect on Dublin as well. Kilkenny. Regardless if O'Donnell is in or out, Kilkenny. Yeah, I think I think Cody's built a new team again. Bar TJ, like, you know, it is, it is really, he's done an incredible job, lads. You know, and they have changed their style of play. They can play through the lines now a lot more. They can run it. They can go direct. But the one thing that hasn't changed, Kilkenny, since he got involved, I say, since he, he's involved since 98, but since he changed in 99, or after 99, Ireland defeat the Cork, was the work rate. Like, we can speak about it, but they bring it every day. Like, you know, Barron and National League final against Dublin where they were well beaten. And you might get one game every two years, regardless of their ability, that they just don't bring it. And they bring it every day. So I, ba- I just trust them to get over the line. Again. They really showed the, the quality from the bench against Wexford anyway. I mean... Kind of, they, he kind of even played a dummy or named a dummy team, um, and you'd be look, you were looking at the bench going, "Geez, look at the players that they have on the bench here." But then most of them started, yeah. But still, the players on the bench were as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just it's it's um, look, there. I think they're they're a big challenge to Limerick for their championship, regardless of the result against Dublin. I think they'll be thereabouts as well. You know, they're probably. I think they're big Limerick's biggest threat. To be honest with you. I'd agree with that. And I would have yeah. before before Galway were beaten by Dublin as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with Galway. I just think Kilkenny can they can go toe to toe in that middle third. If you want to play a Limerick, it's that middle third. If you can't match them there, which it did the time to beat them two years ago in the semi-final, oh, Limerick had shot 18, 19 wides. That's how good Limerick are. But um Kilkenny are tailored to take a man, to be honest with you. Now everyone, most media reckon that Galway were the closest challengers 
to Limerick. But now that Dublin beat them, we don't immediately put Dublin in their place. We just move down Galway. Aaron? <laughs> um, I think Frank is right there. I think after Kilkenny are probably the best match now in Ireland to, to take on Limerick. Um, I think that game against Wexford will bring them lads on leaps and bounds. Um, I think they'll, they'll beat Dublin um, at the weekend. I think they'll beat them by five or six points. I think it'll be... I think I think it'll be it won't be handy, but I think it'll be there won't be it won't be one sided, but it'll it'll they'll be comfortable enough, I think, in that game. Um you know, these these young one Cody and all like these are as Frank said, the job Cody's done to change change his philosophy around to go from a traditional fifteen on fifteen to come with the likes of Dave, you know, they can play it anyway, they can mix it anyway. Kilkenny Raw is a physical team. And Frank said, you go play a club team, Kilkenny, them lads are gone and they're given 100% all the time. Their work rate is absolutely unbelievable. From, uh, from, from, it's just taught into them from an early age that they're never beaten. Like, um, I'd be expecting them to beat Dublin by six or seven points at the weekend. Galway, they imploded completely. Um, I didn't expect that. I don't think anyone expected that that scoreline, to be honest. Um, I thought that during the league, I thought, yeah, Tip Gala can manage to match Limerick physically and they're able to take their scores well. They're racking up high scores. And like I think they only scored, what was it, one six or something in half time, was it? Or six points? Six points. I think it was like eight, six at half time. Yeah, someone had told you that at half time. I just think Galway. Had an eye on the on Kilkenny or Wexford or, or Limerick during that Dublin game. Um, I think think they're going to be there thereabouts at the end of the year. Um, but I think there's only probably three teams that can win the Ireland. Um, Wexford, Limerick, and Kilkenny. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> It'll be Kilkenny. Maybe Galway. Like that bit out for you, Dan. Limerick, that'll be. So I see it. Darren, I, I, I think Tip Tip have a problem with Limerick, but if Limerick were taken out, Tip would pick up the pieces again. That is my view on it. Don't I just know. think Tip, Tip, I'd be worried about their legs, Frank. Um, they're pushing on a bit. Can they match Limerick physically? Like I think Limerick, the last game, there were, I think there's another gear. Yeah. We'll move on to the Limerick Tip game now. So you're, you're both with Kilkenny anyway, and Darren, you're with Kilkenny very, yeah. very comfortably. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Then the Munster final, Limerick tip. So, you're thinking, Frank, you think that... I did, look, I think Liam Sheedy it, it kind of smells a, a swan song, right? Like, tip have won under 21, under 70, or a minor, and they've won under 20, right? And Bar Jake Morris, and maybe Barry Hogan from a lesser extent, they brought through nothing, like... No. You know, they haven't like he's gone back to probably nine of his 2010 winning team and his 2019 team. I think I'm right in saying this. I think he's 13 of it. Um, Jake Morris and Barry Hogan, the only two changes, right? So he trusts those guys again. And I say he's saying, himself, Well, look, development, throw development out the window to a point. These are the guys I think can do the job for me, right? Now they played well against uh Claire, but Claire were. Were well in it at times. So they're a fine team, but they just can't do Limerick, whatever it is. They overthink it. 
Um, I, I, I just think the physicality, the pace of Limerick is a problem. And, and they just always seem to play it in Limerick's terms, which is unusual for Tip because I've been involved in teams against Tip and they're a nightmare to play against, like, you know. Um, their movement is frightening and you can go zonal, you can go man-to-man. They're just so clever. They know, they know forward-wise how to unlock you. Now, defensively, like, I just think they're unsettled in the full-back line. Barrett Cahill Barrett, they've no natural... He's the only natural full-back line player. Parik Ma- uh, Maher is out of... I just think he's out of position playing in the full-back line. Barry Heffern is probably a centre-back at club level playing cornerback. No, he's been good there. But he's been good there because most teams are playing two inside the full forward line and he's happy enough to follow the third guy out the field. They know with, uh, with Seamus Kennedy and Brendan Maher dropping back. So Tipper, a good side. But I just don't think they do Limerick. And I thought Limerick beat Cork and Tornkey. Um, let's be honest with you. And Darren, you were just saying you don't think Tip have the legs. Is that down to the aging aspect of it having so many players that not bringing through the youth yeah Frank is going back like he, he she he probably has his tried and trusted you know um Parig Mar full back uh, doesn't work for me I don't think he'd be playing there the weekend I think they're playing out wing back or maybe or maybe um Gerard Hegarty or someone you know and Barry Heffern and I, I think Barry Heffern plays quite well full back and and the other Mar, I think he's a he's a better fullback as well. So it's a tough one for Tip. I I just I just can't see him. I think I think there was definitely another gear or two in Limerick when they play Cork the last day. And I think they're going to like the subs they have as well to bring on is is you know it's it's frightening. Like you think the players, some of the players that can bring on there, the talent they have on the bench and. Their physicality, I think, will outdo will outdo Tip at the weekend. I know Tip are a great hurling team. You know they're lovely to look at and all, but um, I just think Limerick will have too much from it the weekend. You don't look at it as in Limerick maybe are not firing, like as in they're not going well. You look at it as in they can get better if they want to. Yeah, I think they can improve. I I, I don't know how much um, more improvement Tip can do. From the last game, like you know, like I, I don't think it would have been a lot closer. You know, we're going back to James Owens again. Like it was two costly mistakes that cost Clare. You know, I definitely think the second one was a stonewall penalty that brought it back to a point with a, with a minute and a half to play. You know, the got a man set off there. Sinbind scored. It was two, two, four to two points in that period of time. You know, you take those away, it could have been a different story. It could have been Clare the weekend. But, um, no, I just think Limerick will have too much fun to weekend. Yeah, I suppose, look, I suppose I just, sorry down to cut across you, but Limerick, look, lads, they can play whatever way you want, but the, mm. the most important thing that people are not looking at is their goalie. Like, he's bought, like, the amount of puck outs they're retaining, he's the best reader of the game. Like himself and Owen Murphy are probably the two best goalies in the, yeah. in the country at the moment, right? Um, I just think the control that um, Nicky Quaid shows and goals is fantastic. Like his save, penalty save the last day was incredible. He's the most underrated goalie in the country. He's got one odds there. Like he makes that team tick. His distribution, the way he's had to manage the game is unbelievable. Like, um, like the last day, Mike Casey's coming back from injury slowly. All star. Dan Morrissey didn't start. Graham Mulcahy didn't start. Right. Gillan is the one I'd be worried about. He is out of form and was throughout the league. I think he's playing because free-taking is a big issue. Peter Casey is coming into a bit of form. Yes, he got a yellow card over the last uh, 
um, questionable. But he got three points in play. But the big stat I'd have for you, they're half back in midfield. They got two four from play, hmm. or two four the last day, in the last game against Cork from that area. Like Kyle Hayes has given a license now to bomb forward. Sure, if he's on bubble, if I was on bubbles the wire at the weekend, I'd be sent and drive on. Do you know what I mean? That's I just think they can play whatever you want. And if their heads are right and their bodies are right, they're very hard to beat. Um, I, do I think do I put them on the same pedestal as the Kilkenny teams in 08, 9, and 10? No, not yet, because the biggest question I have about them is goal threat. But they seem to be happy enough to have 40 shots in goal, reset, go after your puck of short or long, win it and go again. That's it's just a tour. They've changed the game of hurling in ways. Like it's a very controlled measured game with them the spontane- uh, spontaneity has gone out of it maybe I, I would have probably been more entertained with Kilkenny and Tip in the 09, 10, 11 period uh, yeah. you'd have to admire them they're so well coached so well conditioned but they're so combative is their biggest thing they will take you on any way you want it so what do you do? what's the, what's the game plan? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, Galway, Galway last year in the semi-final but I think we spoke about this already like they did a, did a reasonable job but they lost their threat in the forward line if you go man-to-man around the middle third with, with uh, Limerick they're happy enough to leave the 15 corner free as an outlet ball you know it's more the balls that go into that corner with Flanagan going out and then he's spinning back on the 13 and looking out the field or, or Galan that's their outlet ball and, and Galway position Parik Mannion at right cornerback last year in the championship as a free man. Not sweeper, right cornerback. But they had they, they lacked threat in the forward line, didn't they? Um, look, I've always said question, can you go after Declan Hannon? But they protect him. So I think Will O'Donoghue, how Will O'Donoghue didn't get an all-star last year was a disgrace. Like, he was immense throughout the whole year. Yes, he's not touching the ball as much as Jamie Barron and these lads, but he's an incredible player. Like, he's marking two men, like, <laughs> throughout. That, that'd be my reading. I actually... I, I've often thought, I do think maybe Cork went the right route the last day. Actually, what played against them was when, when Peter Casey went off, Mark Coleman went free and they put Niall O'Leary on um, Keane Lynch. And, and Keane Lynch stormed into the game, whereas Cork were trying to get Mark Coleman free. Like, um, I, I, If you could go the system with enough legs to go man-to-man, which are half-forward line, outworking their half-forward line. I think that's what Kilkenny went with two years ago. And that's the near, but you have to have a threat inside. You've got to have a threat on the edge of the square as well. And I don't know, Sean Finn is one of the best cornerbacks or fullbacks in the country. So they're, they're fairly unbeatable in my book, lads. <laughs> what will Tip do with Keane Lynch? Like last year, the narrative was that uh, Limerick kind of outsmarted them because Alan Flynn was supposed to mark Keane Lynch midfield, they moved him centre forward and upset Tip's game plan. Like what will I assume Tip will want Bren, to I mark him? Maher, I think Brendan Maher will pick him up. And, yeah. you know, what do you reckon, Darren? Yeah, I just want to say, Frank, I think Brendan Maher, they, they'll have their matchups to try and get it right. You know, if, if Flanagan is playing, you know, they'll probably, if Polly Maher's full back, he'll, he'll, but yeah, either Cottle Barris. He's a good man marker. He'll probably play on Galan. Um, but yeah, I think they'll go to Brendan Maher to try to trust it to try and curtail Keane Lynch. He's their go-to man. He makes a lot of things happen for Limerick, and you know if they can curtail that, they might be they might have a chance. But I still think Limerick will have too much. They'll have too much power to bring on as well. Like for the final 15-20 minutes, the lads will come on and make a difference. 
Gillan will suit Paddy Mara a bit better as well than Ian Gavin, I'd say. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. He like a big man suits Paddy Mara, like, but you know, um, is it tough? Or maybe Paddy Mara come back out half forward on train and grow at Hegarty, or Barry Heffner, maybe Frank and grow at Hegarty. No, yeah, maybe, maybe I think Barry might pick up um, Galan. Maybe I think they might say Peter Casey's more dangerous at the moment, so Kyle Barrett will probably pick him up, right? Yeah. Uh, Flanagan, then see that they might leave Parry Maher fullback because Flanagan, he'll be on Flanagan. Yeah. yeah, um, I suppose Dan McCormack is the key for tip, he he protects the six zone. Like, if, if you're going man to man on him, he's the guy that's that's sitting back and they're probably playing Michael Breen wing forwards, playing extra forward, and they basically have a two center forwards. Against Clare on Conlon, they played Bubbles centre forward, and uh, they played uh, John. Tried to get John McGrath on as well inside there, but like they were running everywhere then, so they played with four half forwards. But that kind of that that'll play into Limerick's hands because they just sit their half back line, and they know they're two lads. If they have two on two inside in the full forward line, they're very comfortable going with that space. Finn and uh, Barry Nash will probably end up the last two or. Richie English. Now I've here. I'm after hearing that Mike Casey is very close to be back as well, and Dan Morrissey might come in the next day as well. I don't know what they're going to go. Spoiled. <laughs> Fair play, Tom. Yeah. Right. So we have our we have our winning quadruple for the weekend. The stamp. Limerick Kilkenny in the two Ws. Yeah, we're going same as Frank there. I just can't see Limerick can beat at the weekend. Um, I think they'll have something to prove as well after kind of mediocre game they played the last day. And then again, Cork, I just I don't think Tip have the legs anymore to do it for 70 minutes. I think it could be a good game for 50 or 60 minutes and anything. Yeah, Park, Parky Cueve is in fantastic shape, lads. It's playing as fast as Pro Park, if not faster at the moment. So I think that plays into Limerick's hands. I think if the match was in Torres, I give Tipperary a better chance. Yeah. I'm just thinking of uh, in 2019 and started a championship. Gerald Lachnan said at halftime that Tip were gone. Halftime of the first round, I think. One of the first rounds said Tip were absolutely gone. That's what team. No, 2018, sorry. I should have came back and won the All-Ireland the next year with basically the same players. Yeah. I think Wexford left that game behind them, Ben. Semi-final. I know, I know yeah. It's one that'll haunt you for a long time. Yeah, people think... Brendan Cummins wrote an article thinking that still that's what the, the hangover is from the players. I don't know if that's it now, but I think definitely that was there last. You know, looking in from the outside, I just felt that like they were just thought, you know, we'll get to that again, and they didn't get there, um, which happens with every team. I don't know. I've been involved with club teams. You go well, and the following year, second year syndrome, you know, especially your younger lads, they don't really, you know, they don't play up to the same expectations. They're probably thinking about it too much. You know, um, what do you think, Darren? Maybe. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's this system Davy plays, Frank and Wexford. It's, it's I know every team is the same. It's, it's trying to, it's the, it, it, it has to be so fit and so fast. It's trying to do it year after year. I think Wexford had a great year. 2008, we won. Everyone is kind of saying the next year was very flat. And I thought last year they might, they might kick on and it was actually worse than the year before. Um. I'd be just worried that these some of these Wexford players are getting very tired. Very, um, you know, the, the, the game style is, is catching up with them a little bit. I, for me, I, I think when it clicks, 
it's fantastic. Like Wexford outplayed Tipperary in 2019 for so much of that game. And when it was clicking last weekend against Kilkenny, like it's it, it's great to watch. And like I know Kilkenny both teams had their purple patches, but for Wexford to win, they needed to click. And like last year, everything was off. They, I don't think the fitness was right. The the passing wasn't sharp. Like they were passing it into the ground, having to bounce towards the lad rather than just straight into the hand. The the hand passes were looped rather than direct. But I, I think if we get a Wexford even close to the Kilkenny game, I think Wexford should have enough for Clare. We're hoping so anyway. I, hope oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I you suppose know, the bigger, just as an outsider looking in, lads, look, if you look at since Davies come in, like, the one thing you have to say is consistency. Mm. To know there has like there's there have been consistently solid performances to a point. Do you know what I mean? And and like they they they've at national league and at a championship level, they've taken big scalps every year, especially in the national league. Do you know? Um, now Liam Dumas in before him in his latter year to beat Cork, they won us one or two big games as well. But since Davy has come in, I think the biggest thing he's brought is consistency. Um, system or no system, it it's a, it takes it takes a high level of skill to play it. It takes a lot of energy. I think people aren't aware from the outside the amount of football is actually played at club level in Wexford. I couldn't get over that when I came down. I thought that was a big advantage with Ollert that you knew you were playing you were playing certain club teams, and if you if you brought the intensity they brought, you knew they were going to make mistakes, right? And I think that was his biggest challenge. Whereas if you go up to Limerick, the appears she play all hurling. Like Kilmallock is all hurling. You know what I mean? You know, I don't think people realise the amount of football at club level is played in Wexford. Not saying it's holding the background. They've been very, they were brilliant last week against Dublin and a great win against Wicklow. But um, the skill set that the players are coming from at club level in Wexford is very different to what Davies has been looking for. You know, and I think the club championship has changed a lot. A lot of teams are more defensive orientated now and a lot more running involved. Whereas I would have found when I was on there first, it was very Kenny-esque, very direct. Um, and it was easy enough to set up against. Is that a fair statement? Um, am I wrong in saying that, lads? We're easily influenced. <laughs> it is amazing though, how all our teams nearly playing this running game now. Not really working for them though, is it? Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, not really. No. no, I suppose there we we you know, we were quite short passing ourselves. You know, we were we did work the ball through lines a lot. You know, we used the ball fairly well. I thought, and during my tenure, we were fairly defensive as well. So I can't say what we probably hadn't the personnel to play too much for a running game. We had to a point, but we just had very good stick holders. We were in order at that time. Um, but again, a lot of guys over thirties so you couldn't ask for that demands of running off the shoulder consistently for the all night. You know. Well, we had a target man, though, Franken on the square. Pressure came on. You'd guard it there, and yeah. you couldn't ask for a better target man. No, and Nicky, Nicky Corwin playing off. Yeah, feeding off him, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, they're not too bad. And they're still, still going all right now. Going well, not too bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining about the personnel you had in, in Owlert. <laughs> Nicky made a, a good cameo there last year. In the he did. Quarter final. Ferns have really changed their style in the last recent years as well, haven't they? Very much yeah. orientated running game now and sweepers over that under. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Although they're not as they're a little more direct this year now so far. Okay. Good. 
a little more. But um, come championship, it could change a little. Okay. You know, but they are, they they are going a little more direct. Like literally played three men in the full forward line last night. Couldn't believe it. But maybe maybe we're looking at it wrong. I agree with Darren. I think there has to be a target amount of times, right, inside. But, you know, embrace it too. Like, it's moving the whole time, isn't it? You know, if you look at Kilkenny in 2006, they, they played their full forward line on, on the 45-yard line. You know, and they stopped Cork's running game that time. Like, Cork came on a running game in 2003, 4 and 5, almost Newtown-esque. You know, I thought, in my view, looking into hurling was as most pure when Tip and Kilkenny were playing. Nine table, I thought it was fantastic. You know, and I suppose Cork and Clare was kind of almost an uncontact on Iron Final, but in his own way, it was a beautiful game to watch. Um, but the skill level and the, the, the conditioning of players has gone through the roof. But the analysis that's everything is analyzed to death now. They know, like, I, I reckon Barry or Brian Hogan has dropped what a goal for tip for one reason is that he shortens his grip when he's going short, he holds the hurley long, and then when he, he drops his hand down the shaft of the hurley. And teams know he's going short and they have a straight away they're switched on to the short one. Whereas Barry Hogan can hold the hurry long and one step long or short. And that's the main reason I think he's been changed in goals for an all-star If he had any hope of getting back in, he's not going to get back in now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I, 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 I wouldn't have picked up on that, but it's it's great to see the, the level of detail that, that does yeah. be going on. Like, I think the puck out is the big one, lads. I, if you're if you're coaching a team now, I think you take the skill and the intensity as a given. It's it's restarts far and against is where the game has gone and playing the game on your terms with your setup, employing your game with your use of the ball and giving your backs a platform to deliver good ball to your forward. I I just think the game has gone more like that every day. Well, and what what's your um, what's your own thoughts or philosophy for puck outs in the teams that you train? Is it Make sure you get possession, or are you looking to start? Yeah, I don't know. They've changed. I probably overanalyzed it a couple of years ago. We had five or six puck outs, but sure, once the first two are gone, lads, forget them anyway, right? <laughs> I think you keep it simple. I think you create a picture for the goalie inside. Um, um, like I like Cork were doing all this running against uh Limerick, but they were gassed out after 20 after the second water break, lads, to know. We run all over the place, and it was very easy. Like Shamie Hardy was the only outlet on the hit and the high balls. I think Lim- Limerick have a very simple one, in my view. They either drop their half back line into the full back line, so they get five across the full back line, and they run the ball at you, right? Because you won't push up on them on five, yeah. or else they overload one side of the field where they just bomb it down there and win the rock, or else they overload one side of the field and have a guy from the full forward and shooting out into space. And that they're very simplistic what they're doing. And at club level, I don't want to be giving away too much now, but I, I wouldn't very very off too much of that either, to be honest. It, depends, it totally depends on the team you have. Like, yeah. you know, how are Darren would probably say right and saying this Garrett and Peter Murphy were the big tar- target men, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. You know, besides that, it was all about creating space for guys. And you would be very confident hitting the ball to any of the, any of the backs and all they were all the way up to hurl. And they were very comfortable working the ball out. And I think teams. For, Gave us gave gave us exit an easy exit most of the time to work on. Yeah. Right, I think we've uh, taken up enough of your time, lads. Yeah, I used to go train, boys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, lads. Tonight, thanks nice. very much. Matt Johan trying to buy himself a bit of space.
is a point from Ajua Hannan. It's not here, it's in the net! It's in the net! It's in the net! The ball is in the net! It's a goal from Wexford! It's in the net! Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it as he told me that he's trying to get in contact with Corner Boy as he said he has a great idea for a song. He wants to record a Three Lions version for the Wexford team. It's called Ta Umaniacht Eg Chaktawalia, I'm told. So the best luck to him with that. That's very exciting. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he pulls it off now. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Hopefully celebrating a Wexford win and looking forward to another game next weekend. In the meantime, thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscardi Credit Union. Everyone, take care. Have a good weekend. Oh, Wexford. Hello.